afternoon with Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports, ready to get things underway with podcast number 53. It is good to be with you. Thanks for listening. I'm having fun this week. I've been filling in in Ann Arbor doing some radio, and it's kind of like putting on an old pair of shoes. It's been a fun time. On Wednesday morning, there was a nice uh, big sports news item with a Big Ten schedule coming out. And, you know, that was uh, that was fun. That was kind of like old times, sifting through, analyzing, talking about sports that, uh, you know, that may or may not happen. It's uh, it, it was fun, though. And just for me, it's been – I've been down since Saturday. The news of my friend and former colleague, Jamie Samuelson, passing away. And, you know, I dedicate today's podcast to Jamie. Go Cats! Well, like I was saying, uh, the Wednesday morning, you know, I get the get the news about the the Big Ten schedule, and I was like, you know, old school, looking at a news story, analyzing it, coming up with opinions, talking about it, and you know, that was uh, different, and uh, it was fun. And I'm filling in out in Ann Arbor on WTKA from ten to noon this week. I'll be on uh, through Friday from ten to noon, and. Now, the show's called uh, Inside the Huddle. My friend Michael Spath has taken the week off, and he asked me to fill in. So I have, and it's been, it's, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun doing that. Today, I interviewed uh, Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown is a, a regular on the show with Michael Spath. We talked all about that Big Ten schedule being released, and uh, here's that interview with, with Brandon Brown from – SI.com. Well, first of all, just wanted to point out that yet again, ma- massive news drops as Michael is off, uh, you know, living, living the good life and sipping scotch out on the deck or whatever he does in his, in his old age. But, yeah, it's cool. It's like you said, there is a little bit of normalcy, it feels like. It's just cool. It's cool seeing it on paper. Like, this is what it is. Here are the dates. Here are the weeks. Here are the teams. Here's who's playing who. Just really cool to see it. I mean, we thought it might come out yesterday, actually, but they pushed it back one more day, given some stuff that's going on with Rutgers. But really cool to see it all on paper. And, you know, I guess the biggest biggest couple of things for Michigan is obviously Ohio State early and Michigan State at home. I mean, those are two massive changes to the original schedule that immediately jumped out at me. Um, you know, adding an extra game to get it to 10 games, uh, a little different than what we thought when they when they said it was going to be the nine-game schedule. But, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's really cool to see. Glad that they're going to try to get it all in. There's some flexibility built in there. There's still going to be a Big Ten title game. Love it, man. Love it all. Yeah, and now we just hope it all happens. You know, the right. biggest surprise to me, and it was actually a shock, is that the first thing that I looked at was that they were going to try to play on September the 5th, which means that they're going to get this thing going, and, and teams are practicing uh, now, Friday. You know, it's going to start. And, you know, you mentioned Rutgers, and we know, that Michigan State has had to shut things down. And we know uh, Indiana has had to pause. Uh, Northwestern has had to take a look at what they were doing. Illinois yesterday was talking about just how many positive tests that they had had since uh, the 17th, and they still had three active cases. And with all of that, I I know, I'm sorry to bring back, you know, all the stuff that's been talked about for the last four months, but I was really shocked that the commissioner was like, yeah, we're, we're September 5th, you know, here we go. And let's kick it up. And I was just like, wow, that that's more than even a surprise. It was a shock to me. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like you know. I mean, they've got the they've got the buys built in there, so there is some wiggle room if they decide to push things back a little bit. But there's, I mean, there's not that much time to push anything back. I mean, we're already inside of a month uh, for when when the season's going to start. When you look at the the, the first opener, uh, Illinois and Ohio State on the third. So I think I think they can actually start practicing today or tomorrow because they start the season a couple of days earlier. So yeah, it's like it's now. I mean, it's right now. I didn't really know how they would handle that. I mean, you had some games on the schedule for some big – you had at least one Big Ten game on the schedule for the first week of the season. I think it was Wisconsin and Indiana were scheduled to play the very first week. So I wondered if they would completely revamp that or start it at a different date or what they would do. But, yeah, I mean, like you just said, like, let's get it going. Let's get it going and try to keep that same starting weekend and try to keep college football as normal as possible and and hopefully – Hopefully it does. I mean, I, I love the idea now looking at it again, looking at it on paper, like, dang, we're like, we're inside of a month and there's going to be football being played. So, yeah, practice is starting. Coaches are going to have to get things figured out in a hurry. You know, you look at Michigan, especially with the quarterback and the offensive line, uh, there's not a lot of, not a lot of time to, to look at look at what you got. It's going to be, you know, real practice and in pads here before you know it. And then, you know, the games are, like I said, less than a month away. So, yeah, pretty surprising, pretty shocking, but still, I think, pretty exciting. And I hope it, I hope it sticks to it. Yeah, oh, it's exciting. I mean, if we're sitting here September 5th, or I guess it would be the, the 4th, you know, if we're sitting here talking about, you know, tomorrow the games are going to be played and we've already seen a couple games and, mm-hmm. you know, wow, man, let's just enjoy it while we can, you know, all of those things. I just thought the, the wiggle room uh, they were going to need was, uh, you know, right now, but I, I guess they don't need that. They didn't uh, really talk about much of uh, of the other concerns that we talk about all the time. I know they put some things about, you know, some some testing protocols. Uh, I don't know how much they've talked about, you know, the, the, the students coming back or anything else. But, you know what, if this is it and it ends up playing out like this, all right. The other, the other part that was uh, surprising to me was that there, had, there was some talk that, okay, to have a legitimate, if you're going to have any kind of legitimate season, you're going to have to crown a, a Big Ten East and West champ. So the, the six games there, those are going to be, they're always the most important games. But they're going to be really important to have any kind of integrity for the season. So the the idea to play those games as soon as possible and give yourself the flexibility with those games made a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. So when I saw Purdue in Minnesota as the first two games, that mm-hmm. became a, uh, a surprise to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the you know part of changing everything and trying to you know we had heard that maybe they'll try to have some bigger marquee games early on and that, you know no disrespect to Purdue but that's not really a marquee game for Michigan within the conference so a little bit surprising yeah and then you, you're gonna they added the extra crossover game to get to ten yeah yeah I wonder how that's gonna look I mean I I, I guess I would assume that it's still gonna be you know the traditional East versus West in the championship game I, I you know that's they're still playing. All of their all of their uh, conference games that way, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, just excited to see it on paper. You know, let them get on the field and let it play out. Again, you know, we're hoping they'll get through the whole schedule, but uh, it's it's just you know, roll roll the balls out there and play and let it let it shake out how it how it will. And you know, we started to hear about some players potentially opting out or sitting out. You wonder if we'll see any more of that and what how that affects some of the the contenders on both sides. So. Yeah, it's it, there. There are quite a few surprises when you look at it from a Michigan perspective. I'm, I'm sure from all of the teams, are you know, got a few things on there like, "Whoa, I'm surprised by that." Surprised by this. So, it is what it is, and, and let's get it going. 
Well, you hit on an important part, Brandon. Brandon Brown uh, joining us here inside the huddle, Sports Talk 1050, WTKA. You probably recognize his voice. Uh, I'm Dennis Fithy, and I'm in for Michael Spath this week. The important part there is, yeah, we're just hoping that we have a season. Now we're just if they can get it on uh, and and get this thing through, you know, it feels like uh, it's going to be a, a you know a football miracle, maybe a maybe just a modern miracle if any of these sports outside of a bubble. So if they can just get there and and, and hit the field and and have a safe season, I mean that's that's everything. And so me shifting gears and already, you know, what about this? And I can't believe that. Uh, that's good. I, I hope I am going to be able to get to the season and say, man, I can't believe they did this. So it's all, uh, it's hand-wringing, kind of normal hand-wringing, which is good. But, you know, your point, just as we, we can get this thing and just get a season. Uh, you know, you mentioned those guys that, that opt out. Those are Those are two big-time players, and it just so happens when you look at Michigan schedule. We already talked about Purdue, but then going to Minnesota, not having to deal with um, one of the best wide receivers in the country and in Rashad Bateman. I wonder how that affects things as you look at it. And then just the road. How much of uh, an advantage or I guess disadvantage is it this year of having a game at home and having to travel and then just zeroing in on that Minnesota game, which is the second game on Michigan's schedule. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, Rashad Bateman is one of the best receivers in the country. I think he had something like twelve or 1,300 yards last year and double-digit touchdowns. Uh, was going to be one of the best receivers in the conference and in the country this year. Probably first-team All-American, Bolitnikoff kind of watch guy. Um, Tanner Morgan, great quarterback for Minnesota, now doesn't have his number one target. So, yeah, certainly. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, take he's the best player on the team, arguably. So you take the best player off any team in the country, and it's going to be a big deal. So I think that's you know, hey, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. And I mean, maybe maybe Michigan is still going to get hit by that bug a little bit, and somebody's going to say, you know what, I, I just don't feel comfortable playing either for for health reasons or because I know I'm going to go in the draft. Um, you know, Michigan doesn't have like a surefire first round pick type of guy i don't think i mean there's some there's some guys that could potentially be first round picks we've heard about jalen mayfield uh maybe aiden hutchinson maybe nico collins but i mean bateman by all you know by all accounts was going to be a lock to be picked in the first round and michigan doesn't really have a guy like that so slightly different scenario there but yeah i mean when you're going to play minnesota on the road who is coming off an 11 win season and they don't have their best player all of a sudden i mean that's a bummer that's a bummer for pj fleck that's a bummer for gopher fans but uh, Michigan fans and the coaches that in, uh, inside Schembechler Hall are not going to be feeling sorry for them because everybody – I think you're going to see more of it. I don't know if we'll see it from Michigan or not, but I think you're going to see it across the country that guys are going to start sitting out. I know Micah Parsons is being uh, talked about as potentially sitting out for Penn State, too. I don't think he has announced anything yet, but that's that's Michigan's third game, so there you go. Um, it's going to be something that teams across the country have to deal with themselves and then also – as a, as their opponents, you know, on the scouting report, who's on it, who's off of it, and, and how's that going to shake out. So, yeah, it sucks for Minnesota, but I don't think any Michigan fans are going to be crying about it. No, and, and what about the advantage of playing at home or, or heading out on the road? Michigan has to go to Minneapolis. Uh, they'll have to wear their road uniforms, and they'll have to stay. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, a lot of weird things to say about guessing they'll have to stay in a hotel. Uh, I do guess that they'll have to do that, and so that is going on the road, but you're going into that stadium out there, the outdoor stadium, without anybody sitting in the stands. That doesn't seem like much of an advantage at all. Should we even be talking about any advantages uh, of the road? Where do you land on that? 
Yeah, that's that's a really interesting concept, and I, that's one I think is still up in the air. Uh, to my knowledge, they don't know exactly you know what the fan situation is going to be like. I think we're all pretty certain it's not going to be capacity. I mean, there's no way. There's no way you're going to let as many fans in there as you can possibly fit. So that's that's probably a guarantee. Even though I don't, I still don't think any certain uh, a definite decision has been made. But you start to look at the different states and their. Uh, each state has their own rules for how many gather, how many people you can have at gatherings and what that will look like in public venues and outdoor settings and you know the list goes on. So yeah, I, I mean any tough game that you've got on the road, I feel like gets a little bit easier. So you've got Minnesota, you've got Rutgers, you've got Indiana, you've got Ohio State, you've got Northwestern. That's Michigan's slate of of away games. You you look immediately at Minnesota and you look immediately at Ohio State, and suddenly with half empty or nearly completely empty stadiums. That that home field advantage uh, is not is not as big of a deal anymore. I'm really curious to see how that plays out, and I've always wondered that a little bit. How big of a deal is home field advantage? I mean, I think in college football, you can make an argument it might be the biggest of all sports. But you know that, that'll be really interesting to see, and we'll get a, we'll get a look at it week two uh, at Minnesota, where, where you know that stadium could potentially be empty for what would have been a really tough game had there been fans and had they had had they had Rashad Bateman in the lineup. Yeah, well, we know the communication factor. That's the one thing. The the rest of it is just playing in like a could even be haunting. You know, if you're out there and and you're not hearing anything and the the whistles uh, echoing out into the distance, it's just like a practice. So that is the thing that that is uh, uncertain. I was a little surprised that when you just think about the attendance in all the different states and the the different locales in the Big Ten, that we didn't hear the commissioner or the assistant commissioner say. Yeah, well, Rutgers can only have 500 people. That's what they're saying in New Jersey at their game. So we're going to have to cap the fans. I know Ohio State was uh, just last week talking about 20,000 or 30,000 fans, and then their governor was like, no, we're, we're not going to have that. But it seems if Rutgers can only have 500, then you know um, Ohio State should only have 500. That just seems fair to me, and I'm surprised there was no – that, that uh, at least that I've seen here that they didn't address that along with uh, here are the games which we're having fun with but you know some of these other particulars that we haven't heard about uh, wouldn't you think they'd have to cap the amount to make it even with the fans even though with the discrepancies with the governors and the counties and the stadiums and everything yeah that's that's a tricky thing because you just mentioned the, the governor side of things and the state law side of things I, I just I don't know if I can see a scenario where the the school football attendance policy trumps what the governor is allowing to happen. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's not an even playing field during a regular season. I mean, there's never as many people at a Rutgers game as there is at a Michigan game. So I don't know if you have to make it even because it's never even. Uh, but, yeah, that is that is an interesting angle and in how that will work, you know, state to state. Obviously, you know, Rutgers in New Jersey and some schools from other conferences in New York and up in the New England area, some, some hard-hit areas up there where the – population is very condensed there, there's there's some more stringent rules than you're probably going to see in nebraska or iowa or whatever the case may be so yeah that's that's a that's a really interesting angle that wasn't really addressed and i, I don't know like i said I just, I just don't know where i can see like the big 10 conference suddenly their rule is more powerful than the state governor's rule about how many people can gather in a place so that'll be something i'm sure we'll hear about in the coming weeks as we get closer and closer to game day where what do we do? What do we do about tickets? How many people do we let in? How many people can be here? How many people will be here? Uh, that's another interesting angle. I feel like depending on where you're at in the country, you have. I mean, we've seen it in the South. It's almost like they don't even care down there. 
so, uh, yeah, that's going to be really interesting, especially when you talk about the home field advantage and where these big matchups are, you know, who's got the toughest road games and things like that, how many people are sitting in the stands uh, cheering on their team. Yeah, I know the Rutgers joke that was going around when they said they could only fit 500 people <laughs> in the, the stadium. The was like, what's, uh, the, what's the difference? Well, where are they going to get a, an extra 178 people to go to the game? And I was like, okay, you know, that was funny. That was a good one there. I, you know, I had my original prediction. We all do those, and for what they're worth, they're not worth a lot, but we still do them. And then you know, we can revise them as we go along, whether it's 2.0 or 3.0. But originally, you know, I had Michigan beating. Oh, I'm sorry, I had him uh, losing to Washington and, you know, losing to Ohio State. And um, and those were the two. And then there was a there was a third one in there that I was looking at, which was Minnesota. You know, but now, you know, you, you're adjusting things. It seems almost silly where every day, I mean, yesterday we had two of the best players in the conference sit out. Let me ask you this. if uh, And Justin Fields, the quarterback at Ohio State, said, he just yesterday says he's never thought about opting out. Mm-hmm. If if Fields opted out, what kind of chance would you give Michigan in that game? How many? And then the the question becomes: How many players from Ohio State would have to opt out? You know, for you to sit here and say heading into a season that you know you would like Michigan's chances in that game. Oh man, what a loaded question! I mean, Ohio State has recruited so well. I mean, obviously, Fields would be huge. I mean, he's you know you could put him up there as either one one A or one B as the best quarterback in the country with with Trevor Lawrence and you know maybe one or two other guys. Um, so if he chose to sit out, that would be massive. I mean, I think that changes everything that Ohio State's doing. It changes everybody's approach to how you defend them. Um, yes, that game is in Columbus, but again, the whole you know home field advantage thing. How many people are going to be in the stands? There's a lot of moving parts, but. If they don't have Justin Fields, I mean, I give Michigan a, a I don't know, seventy percent chance more to win the game. I still, I, I still don't think I would say Michigan is the outright favorite, just because Ohio State has recruited so well. But we all know how important the quarterback position is in college football, and he's one of the best in the country. So that would be huge. Uh, I actually asked the uh, Ohio State Sports Illustrated beat writer Brandon Gulick, who you know, we, all, the, all the people in the Big Ten kind of communicate all the time back and forth in the Twitter DM group chat, and he he said that he doesn't think Fields is even even considering it. He was just named the captain, seems to want to play as bad as anybody that they've talked to. He spoke to the media yesterday after being named a captain and was co- of course asked about that. So I don't think he's going to sit out, but you 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 never know. I mean, these kids can change their mind. They can start weighing their options a little bit more now that they see the schedule. Um, you know, the likelihood of the season being completed. What are they really playing for? Especially a guy like Fields, who's going to be a top ten pick. There, there's a lot of moving parts. But yeah, if he doesn't play, I mean, I give Michigan a much better chance to win that game. But amazingly, I still don't know if I would pick them on the road and against such a talented team like Ohio State, who is just in a class of their own in the Big Ten. Well, they're in my head, and uh, I know they got to be in a lot of uh, Michigan players' yeah. head, and you just yeah. saw from the last couple of years, it's like, yeah, well, okay, J.D. Perra goes down. Well, here comes 12-gauge. There's J.D. Perra goes down again. Here, you know, here's Haskins coming in. I'm like, they've, they've done that too many times, you know, for you to think, like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, it, uh, sure. Sure, it, it, it does seem like when you're talking about a guy that's going to be one of the top two, three picks in, 
in the NFL, you, you see his skill set and say, yeah, of course, they'd have a better chance. But we've seen we've seen this just um, you know recently how they're able to just put anybody in there and have the success. You know, you you mention um, recruiting and that Ohio State recruiting is uh, is downright scary. Do you have any feel on any of these uh, big time? in-state guys that are getting ready to make some announcements here uh, sooner or later in the state, like uh, like Spindler, like that running back from West Bloomfield. Like You feel like Michigan's got a pretty good chance, uh, 50-50 chance, feeling good, feeling bad. Where you at? You know, I actually cannot talk about recruiting for another 15 days due to a non-compete clause. So uh, I, I can touch on it just on the, on the surface a little bit. I mean, Michigan's doing a good job. Uh, in state, and they always have done a good job in state. I mean, yeah, you're not going to get every single guy that you want, but uh, you know there are some big decisions coming up here pretty soon, and then Michigan is involved and definitely in the mix, and and you know just have to let it play out and let these kids make the decisions that they want to make. And you know, it, it's one of those things where when 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 Michigan does miss out on an in-state target, the the Michigan fan base thinks that the sky is falling and that they they never get anybody that they want. That's just not true. If you look back over history, they do very, very well in state. Very rarely do they miss out on a guy that they truly, truly want. I mean, there's always some top-level guys that maybe Michigan, I'm doing air quotes, has offered, but they don't really pursue that aggressively. And and over time, you know, they slide down the board a little bit. Um, But, yeah, there are some big decisions coming up, and Michigan's in the mix, and you just have to let it play out and see what happens. But it's going to be all right. I think, you know, Michigan has recruited as well as anybody in the conference pretty much not named Ohio State. I mean, they've done – Ohio State's been the best recruiting program arguably in the country over the last three or four years um, and, and are again in this cycle. So Michigan's going to be fine even if they don't land some of these big in-state guys. But, yeah, you, you'd like them you know, to put a fence up and get the guys that they really want uh, when, they're, when they're pursuing them aggressively. Well, let me ask you about um, just college football overall. We've seen uh, the other sports. I mean, baseball seems like they're, you know, hanging on by a thread. And, uh, you know, the NFL, we've just seen the the false positives. A lot of, you know, you start examining everything, uh, the, the testing, how much the testing costs, all these cert- all these different things. What do you think about the uh, the chances that the, the with the practices getting underway, this week and a, a September 5th now target date with Purdue being on the schedule for Michigan, the actual chances that they, they get this thing going and, and underway and has some semblance of a season. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, for a couple of weeks now, I've just been building and building more to, like, I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, I hate to be that downer, especially on a day like today where the schedule is released and everybody's kind of excited about it and looking at here's oh this is what this looks like and man michigan could be six and oh going into that ohio state game and now the road game is not as bad and but you know i just don't i don't know how i I really don't know how you can do it i know the nba is making a pretty good run at it with the bubble but you cannot do that with college athletes you know student athletes you can't and there's just so many you know there's so many more of them you know talking about 100 plus on every roster versus 15 in the nba um yeah, like you said, baseball has been a, a disaster. Uh, NFL has had some problems with testing, and they have you know half as big of a roster at 53. I think maybe they've upped it a little bit this year given the circumstances. But still, I, I man, I hate to say it, I just don't know how it's going to happen. I really don't. I just feel like there's going to be one you know one trickle of an outbreak here or there 
We already saw it, you know, at, at a few schools that you rattled off at the top of the segment here. Um, Rutgers most notably probably, and I, I just don't know. I, I feel like one thing happens, they might try to shift it again, but I feel like the inevitable is that the season – I don't think there's any way the whole thing is played. It might start, they might get a game or two in, change some things, move this, move that, but I, I just – I don't see how it's possible given how everything has, has gone so far in the sports world. Yeah, I hear you. It kind of feels like you have a landmark birthday coming up in two weeks, and everybody's like, "Yeah, hey, you're excited," and you're like, "Yeah, hey, I'm excited," but don't have any money. I got to work that day, and I know I'm going home and just hanging out with my dog. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to act like uh, you know I'm, uh, I'm anticipating that that landmark birthday and everything else. Well, we appreciate your honesty there. Uh, enjoy yeah. your work, and uh, and whether it's on the radio or at SI, it's. Uh, it's good stuff, good content, man. Uh, all the best. What are, you, what are you doing for the rest of your day? Yeah, so actually, <laughs> ironically, you just mentioned, you know, these landmark events and things that you're trying to get excited for, and we're going to my, my parents' house this weekend for a family reunion. already had a couple family members back out, you know, trying to get all the grandkids and great-grandkids together, and my grandmother's not feeling well, so she's not coming, and it's just like, God, man, when is this going to go away? When can we get back to some normal activities here and, and do the things that we all love to do. I mean, obviously you want to keep everybody safe and healthy, but I'm over it, man. I'm over this whole thing. I just want to, I just want to get back to normalcy. I want people to be happy. I want people to be around people that they enjoy. We want sports. We, we want it all. I mean, it, it sounds selfish when you say it that way, but it's it just, this thing has run its course, man. And I hope we can find an end to it. I hope it gets better before it gets worse. Um, you know, if it can get any worse, and, and I hope we have, I hope we have football, and I hope we have some more good stuff to talk about here as the next coming weeks. Yeah, I hear you, Brandon. Well, enjoy that time. Hope everybody uh, stays safe, and uh, hopefully, we have a season and all those things that we talked about. We're actually wrong on that. Uh, we'll we'll talk with you, you soon. Maybe you know, see you uh, in the future. Take care. Thanks for your time. All right, Dennis. Thanks for having me, man. Take care. And there he is, Brandon Brown. From SI.com here on the podcast. Dennis Fithian with you here. And yeah, podcast uh, number 53. Big Ten scheduling. When they get to those games. Hopefully. Heck yeah. We'll keep talking about it until, until it happens or it doesn't happen. That's what's going to happen. That makes sense. Looking forward to golf this weekend. I'll be watching tons of golf and hopefully, it times I said hopefully here today, hopefully some Tigers baseball. Till then, thanks to uh, Brandon, Brown, uh, Brandon Brown, Dennis Fithian here on Detroit Sports, podcast number three. And good night.